0: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, May 27th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, you know what that means. 24-7 sports director of recruiting, Steve Wolfong, has graced us with his presence. Steve, how does it go?
1: Couldn't be going better. Sun's out. Setting that down I-70 through Dayton all the way to Columbus. It's a race weekend here in Indianapolis. I don't know if anyone... Is coming this way uh, from from Columbus or Dayton to Indianapolis as so the capacity at the track is lighter than normal. So I'm actually expecting one of my better race experiences ever. I do like it when there is 250,000 people in there. Don't get me wrong, I like it when it's 95 degrees and uh, uh, the beer is pouring out of me as fast as it's going in. Um, so I don't know what that's going to be like. It's going to be like 70 and sunny on race day with. Uh, not even half the fans. It could be kind of a a one-year pleasant aberration.
0: If you do not live in Indiana or do not have a background in car racing, you cannot imagine how big of a deal the Indy 500 is. The high school in the area is called Speedway High School, I think. Isn't that true?
1: It is indeed. And it's the largest sporting event in the country when it's rocking and rolling. Over 250,000 people normally come. Now, granted, there are people that come and they just party in the infield and do their thing, and they don't even see a car all weekend. I always kind of laugh at the Indy 500 fan because I sit in the stands now. I used to be one of the infield goers, um, and uh, you, you always hear a, a grumpy guy in the, in, the, uh, in the stands saying, I wonder if they even know a race is going on. I just want to be like, look, brother, uh, without the $50 that each of them paid to just be on the infield, to their $50 cover charge they paid to, to drink and party, Uh, you're probably not enjoying a lavish uh, experience up here.
0: Given what we just went through with the pandemic, I'd probably pay $50 just to watch people party in the infield, but I digress. Let's talk quarterbacks. Steve always brings us great knowledge when it comes to signal callers. We discussed the one 2023 quarterback Ohio State has offered, and that ship has sailed, Malachi Nelson out of California you've been on the road. Actually, the road came to you now that I look at it. There was a quarterback collective event in Indianapolis recently. Please explain what that is and why a guy from South Carolina was up there kicking butt and what it means to Ohio State.
1: Yeah. So the QB Collective is a uh, camp or showcase or academy, depending on what they're doing. Um, that's basically run from, it's run by NFL coaches. you know. So you got the Shanahan's involved and so many, so many offensive coordinators and quarterback coaches from the NFL are, are part of the QB Collective experience. Richmond Flowers is a, a guy who started it for a coach; he's a coach's agent now. Um, and, and it's really a, a way to grow the game and, and uh, you know, teach quarterbacks how to play the position from the pro perspective. And there's, you know, they're on, there's on the field work. There's, there's in the classroom work. It's, it's a pretty cool deal. If you go to their website, Justin Fields is one of the guys on the cover. He was. He was big in, in the, the QB Collective uh, uh, deal, but you got Mike Shanahan and Kyle, obviously, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, Mike McDaniel are, are, are some of the coaches involved. A lot of terrific high school coaches have been involved with the Collective. Kyle McCord participated in the event. Uh, I, I don't know how many collective things he's done, but I saw him last summer at, at a collective uh, event. But DJ O'Galele has uh, been part of it uh, as well. Um, and, and, and so many so many others, uh, but I think it's a first-class camp where the kids learn a lot, and it's not, it's not I mean, these kids are competitive, but it's not a competition, if that makes sense. It's an opportunity to just come in and, and learn. So this past weekend in Indianapolis was an event designated for 2024 and 2025 signal callers, and there's one prospect uh, in Ohio State recruiting circles you should have on your radar, and, and Jaden Davis out of Catawba Ridge High School and South Carolina, he's got seven early offers: Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, Penn State, South Carolina, to name a few. He's going to come to Ohio State's camp. Um, he, he's uh, been him and his family have been talking to Coach Dennis, and 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 they're going to you know they're going to hit some spots. They're going to basically hit all the Powerhouses in June. You know they're going to go to Georgia on the first, Alabama on the second, Clemson on the third, Oklahoma on the twelfth, Ohio State on June 22nd, and then they have Penn State scheduled for. July 25th. So, you know, it would be interesting to see if you know how well he throws. If Ohio State's ready to go on a quarterback this early uh, in in the process, but he's a guy that's on their radar.
0: You got to see him in person. What's your vibe?
1: Well, he's an athletic, competitive young player with a ton of talent. I've seen him a couple times now. He's already been invited to play in the All America Bowl. Uh, I I think he's got the right demeanor uh, for the position. Uh, I, I think he's got all the traits. He's athletic. He's got a big arm. And I think that he's he's still got a lot of growing to do.
0: Fair to say, though, that he is not limited to southern destinations.
1: If you look at the travel um, and the places that he's going,
0: you know, they're going to
1: go out and see some schools out of region. But That's thing you know, I mean, Georgia's already offered and um, I, I, he's going there on June 1. Alabama's offered. and He's going there on June 2. I think those are two programs that are already in a great spot going to Clemson on June 3. Clemson is the one school that is getting, you know, they don't have to extend early offers. I wonder how much, you know, we'll see how long that that works, but they haven't offered yet. Uh, and it's working for them now. Um, and then, you know, Oklahoma on June 12th and Ohio State. So I, I think that it, just looking at their camp schedule, they, they, they already have an idea of what they're looking for in a school and who they're looking at.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure you could come up with a better visit schedule for a quarterback prospect or a prospect at all. That's very impressive. Was anyone else there that jumped out at you, or should we start talking about Dylan Lonergan?
1: Yeah, I think we can move on to Dylan Lonergan. You know, Ohio State's going to have a lot of quarterbacks in camp this summer. Jaden Davis is one of them. Dylan Lonergan's another one. He's a type quarterback in the state of Georgia, uh, whose father played at Penn State. Dylan Lonergan's going to play baseball in college. Has a fastball that's uh, over 90 miles per hour. Uh, so in between his baseball schedule, they, they've locked in several June camp visits, and one of them is to Ohio State. And um, talking to his dad, he said that uh, Ohio State and Alabama are, are, are two schools that have really turned it up as of late, uh, along with Clemson. Uh, had a good good sophomore season, 65% completion percentage for over 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns to, to just six six picks, and, and, and they're going to go to quite a few places, uh, Clemson and, and South Carolina to get it started, and Mississippi State uh, and Alabama, so you see the good baseball programs mixed in there with some exciting football programs. Ohio State's going to be on June 9th, so he's going to be at an earlier camp and, and, and throw for the Buckeyes, and so he's a guy that, you know, if he, he, he does well, could obviously earn an offer. I don't know if he's camping, but I think Dante Moore is a guy from Detroit King that you got to keep an eye on an Ohio native that plays up in Detroit that his mom still lives in Ohio. Uh, and he grew up liking the Buckeyes. Now that the process has started, uh, he's gone to uh, no bias towards the school. Um, but um, you know, Ohio state I think would be a player for Dante Moore if that's one that they choose to go on as well.
0: A couple things have become very clear to me when it comes to recruiting one if Michigan is involved with the prospect Ohio State is going after, it usually means the kid is now from Michigan, and that's slightly an indictment of Michigan. And by slightly, I mean large. And if you need to know a reason why Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State, and even Oklahoma are always in the mix for the national championship, it's because they are battling over the best quarterbacks every year, and these are the studs you need to win a title. We're going to come right back talk about some more studs. We are back, running back. Ohio State has a loaded room right now. There's chatter about who will the starter be, if Master T is going to be healthy, Mayan Williams, the emergence of Trevion Henderson. One guy they're going to be focused on going forward on the recruiting front, though, is Omari in Hampton. The term man among boys is used a lot with high school players, and I'm not sure if it's justified. It is justified here. Please tell us about him.
1: Yeah, we've talked about him a few times. He's one of the more big physical backs in this class. I mean, he's an absolute bruiser between the tackles, but he can also go the distance. I mean, he's a he's a home run threat in, in that regard as well. And he's a guy that Ohio State covets. I mean, I think Ohio State's running back situation is going to play out. I mean, going into the visits, I think the Buckeyes are going to land down Hayden, and then they're going to take their swings. Adam, Marion, Hampton, and I like North Carolina going into the trips for Hampton, but I think Ohio State and Penn State are two others in really good position, and he's also going to visit Auburn and Florida. Let's finish
0: with this. Landon Sampson, a very interesting name for a variety of reasons, a really good receiver out of Texas, who happens to play with Quinn Ewers, the future quarterback at Ohio State, state champions at Southlake. Landon Sampson, I'm not sure it was on anyone's radar until you brought it to us. We had Mark Porter do a review of him yesterday. He's a very good football player. This should not be looked upon as just a guy they're getting so that Quinn has someone to travel to school with back and forth. And we think he's possibly got a future in Columbus. Tell us why.
1: Yeah, because he's going to camp. And uh, first of all, you look at him athletically, he's got an 11.04 meter dash time to his name, which means when he's done... With high school, he'll be a sub-11 guy. He's over a 20-foot-long jumper, so he's explosive. He's fast. You turn on the film, and he's routing people up, creating separation, doing things in a lot. I mean, you you know, you, they, they bubble screen him, and he 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 erases angles running down the sideline. Obviously, he can take the top off. He, in the red zone, he can create separation and make plays there. Shows good hands. Uh, um, at at South Lake Carroll, they run a pretty complex offense. And so, you know, he's a smart football player as well. And then obviously you add in the fact that his quarterback is Quinn Ewers uh, and and, and they have a a strong chemistry together. It's his go-to guy. Uh, and and they've played a lot of football together. I think that Quinn Ewers is going to participate in the camp with Landon Sampson. That's certainly going to help the young man too, I would think, having this quarterback delivering him the football. And I know that he's on Ohio State's short list of receivers that they're evaluating here as they try and fill out their receiver class. And and, and I think that he's going to come to camp and, and earn an offer and then just doing this job for a long time. Guys that generally camp that have other good opportunities, and like Crystal Ball's on Nebraska for him right now, and he's going to take an official visit to see the Huskers the week before Nebraska's camp. is These seniors that camp at powerhouse programs, and if they earn the offer, they generally go there. They don't generally camp at Ohio State or Clemson or Alabama and, and get an offer and then say, eh thank you. I love everything about you, but I'm still going to go to this other school that offered me before you offered me. So if he's camping, I think he wants to earn it.
0: And I don't, I think
1: he wants to earn it for more than a feather in his cap. I mean, you look at a guy like Terry McLaurin who went to Ohio state's camp a couple times. You got to remember uh, Terry wasn't a no brainer recruit at that time. He, his stock really rose as a senior, um, but Ohio state offered him before that, before he laid down, those amazing testing numbers and, and, and all of that. He just came to camp and went to work and did everything he could to earn an offer. Uh, I think that Landon Sampson wants to earn an Ohio State offer. I think he wants to play on that kind of stage in college football. And athletically, he's good enough in the tape. He's got a lot of product, production. I mean, he's shown good concentration on, on the ball. He's winning, one on, winning a one-on-one situation. Just has good instincts in addition to the athleticism and the natural ability he has.
0: If you put it all together, I think Landon Sampson will ultimately be a Buckeye and play alongside his high school quarterback. We appreciate Steve bringing the knowledge. Have a good one, Bucknutters.
1: Take care. You all see you on the front row.